Thank you for downloading this episode of A History of Central Florida podcast. This is the podcast where we explore Central Florida's history through the artifacts found in local area museums and historical societies. This series is brought to you by Riches, the regional initiative to collect the histories, experiences, and stories of Central Florida and the Orange County Regional History Center. I am Bethany Dickens, and I will be your host for today's episode titled Travel Dining. In the mid to late 19th century, Central Florida was not quite the tourist destination that it is today. There were no theme parks, but tourists flocked to the region, escaping winter conditions, to enjoy the warm weather. As such, steamships had a singular importance in Central Florida early tourism. A cursory glance at a map of Florida can reveal why. A maze of rivers and lakes flow inland. University of Central Florida historian Dr. Mark Long discusses the importance of these water routes. Well, the steamers were, again, central to um, the, the Florida economy, the peninsula economy. But it's really after the Civil War that the steamboat becomes, in some ways, the kind of ubiquitous sort of symbol of the Florida peninsula for many uh, it, it becomes both the, the artery of transportation for both people and goods. This is before there are roads, before there are railroads in the peninsula, and so the only way in and out, for the most part, uh, is, is via steamers on the St. John's River. The wine decanter featured at the Museum of Seminole County History is from one of these steamships. The Osceola was a steamship that traveled up and down the St. John's River in the late 19th century. At first glance, the glass container seems like nothing special. It is a simple piece, functional. It would have most likely been located in the ship's main saloon and would have been used for wine. Dr. Tracy Revels from Warford College discusses the class of passengers that might have used a decanter like this one. Most of the passengers on these boats would have probably been affluent Americans, maybe not the wealthiest of the wealthy, but certainly well-heeled, well-to-do people who would have enjoyed a leisurely trip down one of these rivers, probably stopping at some point at a hotel and spending a few nights there, heading maybe to a spring. Silver Springs was the great tourist destination of the uh, post-Civil War period. And so a lot of those boats were making that journey down to Silver Springs to see that wonder of nature. A lot of very famous people, including uh, President Grant, made that trip. And so on this trip, which would take a couple of days, you certainly would have had time to sit down and eat and have a nice meal, and that uh, would be represented by the, the China. Though Florida steamships may have been less spacious and luxurious than some, they did provide entertainment options. Dr. Revels explains. They would probably have had very small rooms on board the steamboats. They would have had meals on board the steamboat, and they might have also had some entertainment, not necessarily like we think of the movie Showboat, because the Florida steamboats were very small, but they probably would have had someone playing a banjo, singing some songs. Because it was the post-Civil War period, 
one of the things that especially northern guests would have been sort of curious about is what was African-American life like. And so someone who might have been a former slave might have earned some extra money by telling stories or playing music as they made the trip down. And, of course, the real big entertainment, along with the alligators, was they would travel at night. So they would often light these sort of bonfires and braziers on the, the boat, and they would go through the 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 really narrow parts of the river at night, which must have been really a great excitement for these people. It must have been a little bit creepy and amazing to see Florida in that sort of way. The mere presence of the wine reveals a sense of the ship's main purpose, to provide a leisure trip for Florida's many visitors. Dr. Long describes who these people would have been and their purpose in visiting Florida. Uh, it also becomes a central part of the sort of northern tourist experience of the American South. After the Civil War, northerners who had sort of you know, grown familiar with the South, uh, if not fallen in love with the South during the Civil War, were very curious to visit. And so their, their, the sort of grand tour of the South became something that many northerners with money would, would partake in. Florida became a critical stopping point in, on that grand tour, and the St. Johns River becomes the central experience, right? So if one comes to the south, and particularly to Florida, and doesn't take a steamer up the St. Johns River when they return to Philadelphia or New York or Boston, uh, they would be questioned and, as to why and, and, and sort of ridiculed for not doing that. The wine decanter was probably placed in the midst of an elaborate dining room, tastefully arranged with the best flatware possible. According to Dr. Long, competition over dining was common among steamship companies. They did serve food. Yes, uh, they bragged about their accommodations. Of course, it was a pretty competitive early on. There, there's a great deal of consolidation in the in the passenger lines by the late 1870s, um, so that there are really just two main lines left. But even they competed on the basis of of their you know how luxurious they were, you know what their staterooms were like, and importantly you know, what, what they served uh, to, to their guests. And so the dining room became a symbol. You see it in the advertising. Um, they, they, they sort of would publish pictures of their grand dining rooms. Uh, and each new boat was ever larger and ever more elaborate in terms of its, you know, I mean, this is the Gilded Age after all, right? This is how one attracts uh, clients to, to your steam line. By the end of the 1800s, the railroads were able to connect major cities in the state and offer visitors different scenic landscapes. Dr. Revels describes the economic importance of these railroads in the 1880s. Tur uh, tourism was promoted a lot by the railroads. People who were building railroads and wanted to set up hotels, etc., along the railroads did a lot of the early tourist promotion and creating a lot of the early images of Florida. So some of the people who came on those early railroads were people who were looking to buy property or maybe set up a business. But a lot of the other people who were coming were wealthy Americans who wanted to come to Florida as tourists. But by the 1880s, we see a lot more sportsmen coming to Florida. And some of them would come on the railroads and then uh, leave the railroad and go into the interior for their hunting and their fishing excursions. Of course, by the 1880s, we have Henry Plant with the Florida Southern Railroad, 
And then going into the 1890s, Henry Flagler with the Florida East Coast Railway. And those, of course, are two titans in building Florida and opening up the interior of Florida and southern Florida, not just to tourists, but also other forms of development that could come along those railroads. Elegant dining cars enticed wealthy tourists to Florida. Philip Cross, president of the Central Florida chapter of the National Railway Historical Society, explains what these dining cars would have looked like to travelers. Generally, um, tables were on both sides of the car next to the window. There was an aisle in the center. Most of the tables would have sat um, a group of up to four people. They would have some tables that were for two people. Uh, most all of them had a very fine linen tablecloth, and the, the um, place settings would already be in place when you came to take your seat and, and have your meal. They had menus as well, and you could order from, from that menu, um, and of course everything was laid out in, in exactly the same order. All the, the plates would be polished. All the silver was highly polished. Um, it was a truly a, uh, an elegant dining experience to eat on a railroad dining car. Early in the 20th century, greater innovations in transportation and travel would allow a greater democratization of travel and thus access to tourism in Florida. These diningware objects are from the Central Florida Railroad Museum and display the simple and mass-produced plates, cups, and utensils that were intended to serve a single purpose, feed travelers. As travel by train became cheaper, middle and in some cases working class tourists would begin arriving in Florida in the 1920s and 30s. The railroads responded accordingly. Instead of advertising luxurious dining cars, they promised low prices for cash-conscious families. This required that less be spent on dining ware, thus the utilitarian set of dishes. Today, though dining cars are still available to the public, they reflect this democratized spirit of tourist travel in Florida that anyone can afford a vacation to the Sunshine State. Philip Cross reflects on the place of dining on railroads today. Something that is, is certainly in today's society is fading off into history uh, rapidly. I mean, very few steam engines are still running today. There are a few around, um, but, but there are still dining cars even on Amtrak. You don't get the same experience today on Amtrak that you would have gotten on one of the individual railroads, say, back in the 1930s, 40s, or 50s. It's a totally different experience today. It's far less uh, elegant to eat in the dining car today than it was back in, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s, in that, that time period. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of A History of Central Florida Podcast. For more information about the objects from this episode, visit the Museum of Seminole County History at 300 Bush Boulevard, Sanford, Florida, 32773, and the Central Florida Railroad Museum at 101 South Boyd Street, Winter Garden, Florida, 34787. Make sure to join us for our next episode titled Time Pieces.